Let's all just lift our hands up. Father, we worship you. <laughs> we thank you, Lord, for your presence. Like was said earlier, your spirit working in us, working in us and through us, we worship you. Lord, we exalt you. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you're doing in us right now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You really are worthy of all praise. Day and night, we'll be praising your name for all eternity, bowing down before you at your throne, <laughs> never ceasing, always praising, always worshiping, forever and ever and ever. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. It's never going to get old. It's never going to get stale. Your presence is always going to be fresh. Your spirit's always going to lead us to a place of being new. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father God, for a new song, <laughs> a new song that you've given us. Hallelujah. We worship you, give you the glory. You are worthy of it all. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know, I, thought it was, I thought it was interesting that Pastor Whitley opened that, so not, not this last one, but the previous one about let's sing a new song, and then that song was probably written in, what, the 90s? I think I, I, think I remember singing that song as a kid in kids' church. However, it also has a place in that song that's quoting a song that John hears in the book of Revelation about holy is the Lord, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty that's sung around the throne. And I just think it's interesting that it can be new and yet it's eternal. And so this song that John hears at the throne about holy is the Lord, that's been sung since time began. And yet the Lord also calls it a new song. And it's right to call it, we're going to sing a new song unto the Lord because really the things of God never grow old. They never grow old. There is no such thing as old in God. Everything will be brand new forever. Come on, I don't know about you, that's exciting. It's not going to just all of a sudden be like, ah, this song again. It's never going to feel that way. Be like, this is like it's brand new all over again. That's, the, that's how God has created us to live every day to where it's everything is always new in him. You know, sometimes life out here in the world, it gets old quick. And, and sometimes you get tired and sometimes you're like, I don't know how much more I can do this. I got to just push through and grind and grind and it's getting old. Can I tell you, that is not how God created the believer to live in this world. He did not create us to just sit here and push through. I got to just grind through it. It's just every day is the same. It's old. It's old news. When you are walking with the Lord and you're walking in the newness of the spirit, which is, which is a scripture, if you're walking in the newness of the, of the spirit, it doesn't get old. Life is not sitting here saying, uh, just another day. It's just a, 
Jesus, come on, let's go. Would you just get back already? Would you just, I'm tired of this. That's not life in the new covenant. That's not life walking in the spirit. Walking in the spirit, it's like, I can't wait to see what today brings. I can't wait to, and you might be going to the same job you've been going to for 25 years. You might be waking up and doing the same thing you've been doing your whole life. But in the spirit, everything's always new. Old, crusty, dilapidated, those things don't exist in the spirit. I, that's, you know, if, 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 if I was to say, don't raise your hand, if I was to say, if you're old, raise your hand, can I tell you, if you're a believer, it's not true. You'd be lying to us all. I don't, I don't care how many years you have on the earth. You're not old. You can't say you're old. Why? Because one, we have a scripture that tells us that we don't regard one another according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And so if you're saying you're old, you're just looking at the outside. You're not looking at the inside. And 2 Corinthians 5.17, right? Behold, all things have become new. All old things passed away. Come on. The old things are gone. They're not here anymore. They're dead. They've been buried with Christ. The old man's gone. All things have become new. So don't say to yourself anymore, I'm getting old. Must be that old thing that happens when you get old. You're this eyesight thing and these bones creak and these joints do this and this skin does this. And don't say that about yourself anymore because you're not supposed to regard yourself according to the flesh. We talk according to the spirit. And if we're spiritually minded, we will have life and peace. If we want to be carnally or fleshly minded, we're going to have death is what the scripture says. I need to have a mind set on the fact that I'm a spirit being. I'm made brand new. Every moment of every day, I am new. There is nothing old in me. Everything constantly gets refreshed in the spirit. That's just who the spirit of God is. He's a constant at work making things brand new. He restores. When he, when he restores, he restores it to new. It's not just an old thing with some pain over it. It's not just like, you know, I'm going to freshen up this engine and basically it looks new on the outside, but the inside it's still got all the wear and tear. No, everything has become new. And that's what the Spirit of God does. So I, I encourage you, we're, let's, let's do a little bit more worship and let's, let's start praising the Lord in, in newness. I think we want to do something fast, if that's okay. But I encourage you, don't pay attention to your flesh. Your flesh might tell you you're tired. Your flesh might tell you, okay, I got to grind through this. I encourage you to get your mind on the things of the Spirit, and in the Spirit, you are not tired. In the Spirit, you have fullness of energy. There is nothing that you're lacking or missing. If you were to zip off your earth suit and step out of it, you would see it's like brand spanking new. And there is no, there's no half tank. It's full constantly. 
That's who we are. So let's get our minds on who we are in the spirit and let's worship him, as Pastor Mickey said, in spirit and in truth, which means, oh, I got to just try to raise my hand. I got to, oh, I don't know if I can sing another song. I'm so tired or I'm so beat down or worn out. No, that's constantly being mindful of the flesh. That's not how we worship God in the spirit. Ready to worship him in the spirit? Come on. We're brand new. We're standing before the Lord as a brand new creation. All things have been, old things have passed away. All things have become new. Are you ready? Let's worship the Lord some more. Hallelujah. A scripture kept coming up in me earlier. It's Ephesians 5.18. It says, don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the spirit. You know, that is an interesting comparison sometimes. If you've ever been drunk with wine, if you will, you recognize if you've, now if you've ever been filled with the Spirit, that's just a counterfeit to the real deal. You know, you don't need to find your rest and refreshing at the bottom of a bottle. You can find it in the Holy Ghost. He is really capable of, of causing you to get feeling really good. And you're going to have the best hangover you've ever had. It's going to result in things like the fruit of the Spirit. You're going to start experiencing the love and the joy and the peace. And all these things are going to just permeate in you and out of you because you were drunk in the Holy Ghost and be filled continually, continually being filled. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. Let's just lift our hands up and just put our minds on him. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, that you have made all things new in us. <laughs> we thank you, Lord God, that you've created us to walk in newness of life, that we don't have to be stuck in the old things of this world. We don't have to be stuck in the decaying things that are around us, but we get to walk in your presence. We get to walk in your spirit. He makes all things new. Thank you, Lord God. You've changed us. You've changed us. And we, we got a taste of what you can do in us. And we're never going back. We're never going to fall back into our old way. But now, Father God, we follow you and we walk in your spirit. Walk in the newness of the spirit in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go ahead and uh, stay filled, but go ahead and grab your seat. Stay in a place of letting that newness stay on the outside, permeating your mind, your soul. Hallelujah. Man, this is a good night. We could just go right now, and I'd be, we, we'd have been like, yep, we did some, we, we got some good things from the Lord, and he did some good things in us, and Hallelujah. I remember, um, I remember one time I was praying for someone, and this, this someone I, I knew really well, and I could tell that they were just like heavy, and they were like struggling through life a little bit, and, and I was like, Lord, give me something for them that's going to really help them, like get out of this funk, like in a funk that they're in. And, it, and the Lord just gave me a vision of what 
life was like for them. And it was, um, they weren't going the wrong way. You know, sometimes if you're going the wrong way, life is really difficult. You remember when, uh, when Jesus showed up to Paul, or actually Saul at the time, and uh, he, said, he said, Saul, why are you kicking against the goads? Meaning Jesus is trying to get you to go this way, but you're fighting them and you're kicking against the prodding. And the prodding is like a, the goads were like a sharp stick or, or a sharp piece of metal and kicking against that's painful. If you're kicking against something of where the Lord's leading you, it's gonna be difficult for your, in your life. But this wasn't what I was getting for this person. It was actually, they were going the right direction. They were on, they were on course for the right place and they were walking down this road, but it was like the road was here and the road had a ditch on one side of it and it was all full of mud. And so they were just supposed to be walking up on the road, no hindrances, walking just fine, but they were just over here in the ditch and just sludging along and barely able to move and going super slow. And I was like, that is so interesting. They're going the right direction. They're just off a couple feet. And being off a couple feet can make a huge difference in what you're actually experiencing. And it was, it was, it was clear to me in this vision that it was a mindset of this is going to be difficult. This is going to be tough. I just got to get through this. I got to just grind this out. And, and it was like, if you will look at this a completely, completely different way, and you will say, you know what? If I'm going the direction the Lord's called me to go, then I'm gonna have a grace to do it. It's gonna be like there's a wind at my back, and I'm gonna do it not in my own strength, figuring it out myself. I'm gonna do it by just saying, Lord, show me, direct me, give me wisdom, help, give me, give me an ability that I don't have on my own. The grace of God really, really starts at the end of yourself. You can't walk in the grace of God and also walk in your own strength at the same time. And, and that's exactly what this person was doing. They were doing all these things in and of themselves, and they were just go going at it, just like the way the world does, who doesn't have a covenant with God, who isn't filled with the Holy Spirit, who doesn't have the grace of God or access to the grace of God, and, and they're gonna have the same sort of result. Even though they're trying to do the will of God, even though this person had a heart of like, I wanna do what the Lord wants me to do, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure it out, but they were figuring it out in their own strength. And, and I just remember that picture so clearly of like, you can be doing what you're supposed to be doing. You could be following the plan of God for your life, but you're struggling along and you're going at a pace that is far less than what you're supposed to because you're doing it outside of his grace. You're doing it outside of the empowerment of the spirit of God, and you're doing it just in what you can figure out, what you're gonna willpower through. And, and a lot of, I, I see a lot of Christians who are stuck in that place where they are trying to do the Christian life and it's like, I don't know if I can do this. This is hard. This is difficult. I want to do the right thing. I know the right way to go. But man, it's a struggle. Can I, can I tell you? It will always be that way if you do it in the way you've always done it. If you just do it in the way that's like, I'm going to just persevere and I'm going to push through, 
Can I tell you, just stop trying to do that. If you stop trying to persevere and just say, Lord, in my strength, I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get 100 feet down this road and I'm not gonna have enough strength to continue. I'm gonna get burnout. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get weary in doing good. I need to do this a different way. I need your help. And can I tell you, turning to the Lord for help and strength and a grace to continue is always met with an answer of, my grace is sufficient for you. It's gonna work for you. That, that my grace is sufficient for you is like, it's like an abundance of sufficiency. It's not just barely enough. Like you start walking in the grace of God and you're gonna see an acceleration of you doing what the Lord's called you to do. It's gonna all of a sudden be like, oh man, this, is, this, this, just, got, this just got really good. And you're gonna end up like Paul who said, I labored more than they all, but it wasn't me who labored, it was the grace of God in me who labored. I mean, think about that. Paul looked around and said, I'm kicking everyone's tail at this whole work thing. And it's almost like it's not even me doing it, it's so easy. It probably took some effort to yield to the Spirit. Didn't say it didn't took any effort, but he just said, it wasn't me doing that. It was the Spirit of God in me. It was the grace of God that led me to do that. Amen? Let's, uh, let's turn to the book of Isaiah. This is Isaiah 28. So this is uh, prophetic. This, is, this, this chapter is a, a prophecy of what, what, what is to come and specifically talking about, um, about the um, new covenant that's coming and how the Jews and, and Israel is gonna reject the new covenant. And so uh, starting up in verse 11, it says, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people, to whom he said, this is the rest with which, you may, with, with which you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing, yet they would not hear. They meaning the Israelites. And that's not talking about us. I just think it's interesting, for with stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this, to, to this people, that's us, by the way, we're this people, to whom he said, this is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. Sometimes um, I think the way the Lord's designed things to work is contrary to how the natural mind says, we should do it this way. I think it's interesting that, the, that what he said here is, this is, by the way, a prophecy of the baptism of the Holy Spirit that's, that was to come and is now, that, we would, that he would speak to us through a new tongue, and that this new tongue would be our rest, this new tongue would be our refreshing, which, which all is just a, a, a way of saying, you need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you don't get filled with the Holy Ghost, 
you're going to miss out on rest and you're going to miss out on refreshing. Sometimes we think, man, if I just were able to take a nap today, if I just were able to, I just need like a week off work and I'll be good. I just need, to, I need a vacation. That's what I need. I need a vacation. And I'm not against any of that. I like naps and vacations are, are amazing. However, what, what a lot of times we're looking for is a natural remedy to a spiritual condition. And a spiritual condition of weariness, which is exactly what this scripture is talking about, it's not talking about just your physical body needing a rest. But how many know you can get, you can have sometimes 12 hours of sleep and you still wake up and you're still dragging and in your mind you're still down, in your mind you're still struggling and you're like wanting to quit, you're wanting to give up. That is a spiritual condition. That is something that's not going to get fixed with a natural remedy. And so many times people think, I need to stop serving. I can't serve anymore. I'm, I'm too exhausted. It's like, that's not the answer. Now, now you're going to just stop serving God because you think that's going to solve your, your spiritual problem? It's not. Uh, I, you know what I, what I need to do? I just need to quit this. I need to stop. I need to, I need to pull back. It's time for me to pull back. Can I tell you there are scriptures about pulling back and that type of pullback, it says that the Lord is not pleased in that type of a pullback. The answer isn't throw in the towel, take a, just an uh, undisclosed amount of break. We're just going to, for the foreseeable future, we're just going to put everything on pause. I've, being in the children's uh, director position for seven years, one thing I saw on a consistent basis was people who would get into this funk of struggling to, uh, to have a, a mindset that they can just, I can keep going, I can keep going, and all of a sudden they give up in their minds. And they say, I need a break from serving. I need a break from being in kids' ministry for a little while. I saw this across the board, that that break 90% of the time, it led to them stop coming to church and it led to them, all of a sudden they're out in the world and they're doing things that they never would have done. And it was like, was that really the right solution to that problem? That problem that you were experiencing of that burnout or that, that weariness? Can I, can I tell you, the scripture says, don't grow weary in doing good which tells you two things. One, there's gonna be a lot of opportunity to get weary when you're doing good. There's gonna to be tons of it. You're gonna have a temptation to grow weary in doing good. On the other hand, if we're told not to, apparently we can prevent this. He's not gonna tell us to do something that we can't do. Don't grow weary. How do, I, how do I not grow weary? I feel weary. <clears throat> well, one, having this mindset of, if the Lord's telling me to do something, then I can do it. And I think that always puts you in a position of success. It always puts you in a position of, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be able to do what this word says. He's not gonna put a burden on you that you can't do. Number two, not growing weary is a 
uh, is something that you must intentionally do. And that is not just by paying attention to all the natural things. That's, that, that happens primarily by staying filled up with the Holy Spirit. I need to find what this rest was talking about in Isaiah 28, 12. I need to get this refreshing that Isaiah first saw and said, there's a refreshing for those in this new covenant who will hear these stammering lips and another tongue who will, who will be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's what I need. I need, I need this type of a refreshing because this type of refreshing has nothing on the outside that can actually hinder it. If I'm refreshed by the Holy Ghost, if I'm refreshed by the Holy Spirit, it doesn't matter what this world throws at me. It doesn't matter what the devil puts in my face. It doesn't matter what my wife, my children, my neighbor, my boss, it doesn't matter what they do. I'm refreshed. I'm in a place of rest. <clears throat> this is something that we have on the inside of us that's just always been there since you got born again, you've had access to, and you didn't even know. But there it is right there in Scripture. I remember <clears throat> um, we went to Africa and um, went on a mission trip. And, and I don't know... It, it, I, I think we just miscalculated drive time. Uh, do, you, do you remember the drive time that was on this trip? We, we would get done with these uh, crusades at what, 10, 11 o'clock at night, and then we had a two hour plus drive to where we were staying, at the hotel that we were staying at. So we would get back at 1, 1.30 in the morning, and then <clears throat> it was customary for them of you're going to like we want to prepare for you dinner when you get back. So 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, you didn't have an option of not eating. You can't just say, I'm going to bed because that's a, that's a huge slap in, the fa in their face. They, they went through all this work at this hotel to feed you. So now you're eating dinner at 2 o'clock in the morning. You're done. You know, everyone's sitting there tired, but we're fellowshipping and spirits are still up. And we're getting to bed at 2.30, 3 o'clock in the morning. And then, oh, by the way, we have a conference that we're doing during the day. That starts at 10 a.m. We need to leave by 8. So you need to eat breakfast at 7, be ready to go at 7 o'clock in the morning. And we did that for three days straight. And so, and, and by the way, when you're doing ministry, um, <clears throat> It's a different level of tired. It's a whole different kind of tired. It's, 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 I, I used to build fences for a living, and so I know, I know what physical labor is, and that's tiring for sure. But when you're out there and you're dealing with spiritual things and you're being led by the Lord, it is, there is a drain to it. Like Jesus experienced that. You remember him? He had to go away sometimes to get rejuvenated physically. When you're doing ministry, there is a level of tired that you don't get any other way, I'm convinced. And I remember, you know, us just, man, I, we're, we're going to get up. We're going to do this. We're going we're gonna, to, you know, in between that time, you also had to like shower and call home and all this stuff. Like that, all that, all, you had to fit it all in that time frame. <clears throat> and I remember uh, going going out to the, to the conference in the morning, and I'm just having a conversation with the Lord, like, Lord, I'm, I'm tired. 
like God, I think it was like, I think it was the third day. And I think, I don't know if it was the third day or the second day where, where I was asked to, to minister at the church conference. I don't remember which day it was. Anyway, that was the day I was really tired. I had gotten a lot less sleep that night. And I just was like, you know what? If Lord, if you called me to do this and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna do this by my own strength, I'm gonna trust you to, to rejuvenate me, to refresh me. I'm gonna trust you to make me full of energy. I'm not gonna get up there and I'm not gonna stammer around and I'm not gonna be tired. I'm gonna do this in the power of the Holy Ghost. And it was just a conversation that I had with the Lord, even though I'm the outside, I'm exhausted. I am tired. And, and that's the day that we saw someone raised from the dead. It was that, it was that morning, someone, we, we, I got up, I preached, and I said, I saw them bring in, you, you may have heard this story before, it's been shared a few times over the years, but basically I'm in the middle of preaching and I see, and it's outdoor, and there's like these big tents that don't have any walls, and there's this car that drives up in the middle of, of this church conference, like six, 800 people, and, and this car drives up to the back of it, doors open, they go and, and they grab some, somebody out of the back seat and it's a limp body. They first, they first bring this mat right in front of where I'm, where I'm preaching, roll this mat out and I'm thinking, what in the world is going on? Like, is this just a normal Africa thing? I don't have no idea. <clears throat> and, and then they go bring this lifeless body and they just lay her down right in front of me. And, and all the entire congregation, the entire church conference is just like, <laughs> completely distracted, like, what's gonna happen next? Like, what's gonna happen? And I just remember saying, hey, we're gonna preach the word, and the scripture says when we preach the word, there's gonna be signs and miracles following. So this is, the, this is word preaching time, and you could say, like, well, what's going to happen to her? Like, shouldn't you hurry and do something? Like, what if, there's a, what if there's this time thing that you need to focus on? And it's like all this pressure is like, no, we're going to do first things first. We're going to do the things that the Lord, we're not going to just be distracted by, you know, and reactionary. We're going to be led by the Spirit. And, and, you know, all these thoughts are coming in the middle of me being like, Am I hallucinating because I just haven't slept enough? And <clears throat> like, what is this? Is this real life? Am I dreaming right now? And and so I, and I'm preaching on how how God wants to use us that we have uh, weapons of our warfare, mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, and that God's equipped us to demolish all the works of the devil. And and that's what my message is on. And then it's like, we're gonna see that message take place. And after, after I get done preaching, Pastor Bill and, a, and I think a couple people start praying for this lady. And she's, she's a young lady. And probably 20 minutes in, something like that, maybe 30 minutes, all of a sudden, uh, and, and the rest of the team's out praying for everybody who's coming up to get to receive healing and things that they need prayer for. We're ministering, we're laying on of hands. And all of a sudden, I can tell something just completely changed. And it was like this holy heaviness just hit the entire conference that we were in. And I just look up 
and I don't see anything with my natural eyes, but I just know Jesus is here. And I just kept saying, he's here. His glory is here. He is here right now. And, and I, I'm just, within, within five, 10 seconds of saying that, the entire place just erupts with praise out of nowhere. And I didn't know why until like a minute later and I see her sitting up. And she's, she's now come to, she's looking around thinking, where am I? I think I died and woke up in America because all of a sudden there's white people everywhere. <clears throat> and that's literally what she thought. She's like, I thought I was in a different country when I, when I came to. <clears throat> and, and like the testimony of that went forth and it went into the, it went into the, the city, it went into the state, the government heard about it. This, this lady, this, this young lady's grandfather, I believe, was a state official. He ends up coming that night to the crusade and, and is just like, whatever you guys are doing, man, bring it. And, and it really opened so many doors. But I just go back to, what if I would have just been like, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I have the strength to do it. I don't know, I'm, maybe I'm too tired. When we decide we're gonna really trust God for something and you take a step of faith and say, no, I'm, going to, I'm gonna do this with your energy. I'm not limited by mine. I mean, if he can raise someone from the dead, you don't think he can give you a little energy? You think you're gonna just only have to rely on your Red Bull and caffeine? Come on, this is the Lord we're talking about. This is the Holy Ghost. And in Romans 8, the Bible says that... Um, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and will quicken your mortal body. That's this earth suit. It's going to quicken it. It's going to energize your mortal body. You do not have to be limited and put yourself in a position of, I just didn't get enough sleep. I just haven't, had, I haven't eaten enough. I haven't, listen, all those things that, are natural, I'm not saying ignore. I'm not saying don't get any sleep and don't eat enough. What I'm saying is don't make excuses if you find yourself in a situation where I need to rely on the Lord for some strength. I need to rely on him to energize me. And if you will, man, I'm telling you, it's gonna hit you and, and the high that you're gonna experience, man, there, there is an energy that comes from the spirit of God on the inside that cannot be explained in the natural. And you have, you have built into your relationship with the Lord an ability and a grace that is far beyond what you've ever experienced. And Paul experienced this, and he talked about it on a regular basis, that it's no longer I who live, it's Christ in me. I don't have to have it all naturally figured out and make sure everything natural is taken care of. We have scriptures that talk about, you know what? Don't even really prepare all the natural stuff. Prepare spiritually. And the, and the natural stuff will just kind of fall into place. And if there's a lack of a natural thing, guess what? The spiritual grace will totally make up for it. Oh, you know, we didn't, we didn't plan for all these people to be here and we need to feed them all. Just going to think of a natural solution. Let's go buy something. Let's try to, let's, or maybe we just let them go hungry. No, there was always a spiritual answer to things. There was a grace that Jesus walked in 
where if he had any problem he came, he came across, there was a spiritual solution to it. And sometimes it looked natural. Sometimes it looked like, like it was just like, well, let's do this instead. And like, boom, there was the answer. But he never walked into a, into a situation and was defeated by it. You need to pay your taxes, Jesus. All right, um, go catch a fish, Peter. And in this fish's mouth, you're going to find everything we need for our taxes. What? He just did things, and he had solutions to problems that were just like, how in the world did you even think of that? But that is the, who we are. We're, we're, Jesus is our example. He's not just oh, that's him, and he's the son of God, and that's how he lived. He lived that life so that we would have someone to follow, so that we would have a standard that we could say, if you saw those experiences, if you saw those victories, if you were able to overcome in every situation, then so can I. And Jesus had to do the same thing we have to do, which is, Father, you got a problem you got to fix. Show me how to fix it. Show me what you're going to do. Lead me, guide me, energize me, cause me to be in the right place at the right time. Give me the words to say. And if we will take that approach, there's nothing that can take you out. There's nothing that can slow you down. There's no problem you face that you can't overcome. God has a solution to everything. Everything. I'm, it's exciting. I remember this happened two times. And, I, and I'm convinced, I'm like, I'm going to just start maybe doing this on purpose. But I, I went to the grocery store for something that I, that I wasn't planning on going to the grocery store to get. And both times I forgot my wallet. And I always have my phone on me. But um, sometimes they take, you know, like the tap pay or whatever it is, Apple Pay. And, and some, t- some places don't. And so, a lot of grocery stores don't. And so I get in there, I do all my shopping, I get everything I need, and I get to, the, get to the checkout, and guess what? I can't pay for it. And it's not because I don't have money, it's just I don't have my wallet with me to actually pay for it. Anybody ever find themselves in that situation? Can I tell you, the two times I've done that, there has been a solution. And, and, and every time I get to a place of like, Man, it's frustrating. Like, I don't want to go all the way home and come back and have to figure out where these groceries are again. <clears throat> so, so I go, Lord, I don't know how you're going to solve this problem, but you're going to solve this problem. And I, and I, and I go, okay, well, just hold, on, just hold on to these things. I'm going to go to my car. And, and I'm just doing this by faith. Like, I know that my wallet's not in my car. I know there's nothing there that's going to actually give me anything. So I'm going to the car. And as I'm walking, all of a sudden, a car drives right in front of me in the parking lot, and it's someone that I work with here at the church. And they're like, hey. And I'm like, hey. I'm like, do you have $20 that I can pay you back with tomorrow? And, and you know, it was just like the Lord put it someone in, and you could say that's so minor maybe it's just a coincidence and it's like no i took my eyes and put it on the lord and i said lord i'm going to trust you for a solution and boom there was a solution and it was like yep they had 20 bucks and it was not a problem and i was able to go and that happened again just recently 
And this was even crazier because this was, I, I ran into someone literally walking to the parking lot, like, okay, Lord, I don't know how you're gonna solve this, but walking to the parking lot and all of a sudden look up and someone's like waving at me, hey, how's it going? And it wasn't even, this person wasn't even a Christian, it was just someone that I knew, they don't go to the church or anything, and it was just a crazy coincidence, I'm like, hey, uh, and I was actually planning on seeing this person that evening. I know. <laughs> and, and I said, hey, Weird question, but I need $23. That's exactly how much I needed to pay for this thing that I had to buy. They're like, oh yeah, no problem. They pull out their, their wallet and like, I usually don't carry cash. They had $25. That's all the cash they had. It's like, and, and, and that night I slipped them a $100 bill and, and they were blessed by it. And I was like, the Lord's so good. And, and it's just like, it's so good to just recognize how the Lord Will, will meet your solution, he will meet the need. He will be the solution if you look to him. It doesn't, if you ever get to a place where you're feeling like you're being defeated, like you can't, like I'm losing this one and I don't know what to do, say, Lord, I don't think I should have to lose. I don't see any scriptures that say, you know, you are more than a conqueror except in certain situations and, and you know, certain circumstances that are beyond your control. It's like, God can make a coin show up in a fish's mouth to solve a problem for Jesus. There's no, there's no end, there's no limit to the possibility of your problem being solved. He is a faithful God. We have to look to him. We have to be led by the Spirit. We have to be filled with his Spirit. And, and really, being filled with the Spirit leads you to a place of like, I'm gonna, I, I'm, I'm gonna figure this out. It's like this fortitude on the inside the Spirit of God gives you. It's like, I don't have to quit. I don't have to give up. I don't have to be defeated. And that's the Spirit-led life. That's the Spirit-filled life. And when you're living in that place, man, you're a walking testimony. Watch out. You're, you're gonna just be able to give God glory left and right. Come on. The Lord, the Lord loves us, and He's got solutions galore for us there's not one thing that you're gonna run into that he hasn't already figured a solution out to. There's just, he's already seen it all. He has the foresight to see you're gonna forget your wallet and be a bonehead and try to go to the store without your wallet. And he's not gonna even tell you the whole time in your store while you're shopping, hey, you don't even have your wallet on you. You're just gonna get to that checkout and you're gonna try to pay for this and it's not gonna be there. And then you're gonna be like, uh, what do I do now? And he's like, you didn't see it, you didn't foresee this problem, but I did. And if you'll look to me, if you'll trust me for it, I'll bring the solution and I will make a way for you to make, so you don't have to walk in defeat in anything in life. And that's, that's the spirit-filled life. This is, the, this is why we preach being filled with the Spirit. So many churches and so many, so many Christians are afraid to talk about being filled with the Spirit. They're afraid to, you know, people are gonna think you're weird. People are gonna think, you know, oh, you pray in tongues? How do you get new people at your church if you talk about praying in tongues? It's like, well, how do all your old people in church stay alive if you don't talk about praying in tongues? <laughs> How do they keep coming to your doors? Probably because you're guilting them into coming to church. And like, when you got the Spirit of God moving in your church and you're seeing people getting healed and people overcoming in these problems, it's like, 
They're beating down the door. They're showing up. They're trying to get in the doors before it's even supposed to be open. We get people lined up here at 6.30 like, why can't I get in? Why, why does that happen? Well, because the Spirit of God's here and He's providing solutions and, and we believe in being filled with that same Spirit because He's the one that causes us to walk in this victory. He's the one that gives us the, the, the grace that we walk in so that we can get to the end of it and say, man, I did, I, I did work hard, but it was like it wasn't even me doing it. It was the Spirit of God in me. It was the grace of God on my life that caused these things to happen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Good? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's do this. Let's all stand up. And, and, and I believe that when we, when we exercise that, uh, where, we, where we, we took that step of faith and we praise the Lord, I believe that a lot of people just got a fresh filling of the Holy Ghost. I, I encourage you, as, 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 you, as we leave tonight, I encourage you, stay filled up. Do things intentionally where you are being filled with the Spirit. One of the ways you do that is you pray in your most holy tongue, just like it was prophesied by the prophet Isaiah. I'm gonna speak to these people in a new tongue. And, I, and that's gonna be their rest, and that's gonna be the refreshing. Keep yourself energized. There, um, there's a scripture that talks about when you pray in the spirit, you build yourself up on your most holy faith. It's, a, it's like this recharging. The, the scripture is actually, um, it, it, it's basically like a recharge system. Keep yourself charged up. How do you keep yourself charged up? You keep yourself praying in the Holy Ghost. It's not just this one time I got filled with the spirit and I prayed in tongues and then I stopped. Can I tell you? You're, that, that effect is going to dwindle and you got to do some recharging, praying in the Holy Ghost, being, getting your mind on things that are spiritual, getting your mind on some of the scriptures we talked about where I'm a new creation in Christ, old things have passed away, I am, I am brand new, I'm not old, I'm not decaying, I'm not decrepit, I am a new creation in Christ. And, and if I will get my mind on those spiritual realities, the spiritual truths that are facts as of right now, if you're born again, that's a fact for you. If you will put your mind on that and believe it and receive that word, you're gonna say, you know what? I have strength. I have energy. I have the ability to do what I'm called to do. I can go forth and I don't have to walk in the mud. I can walk right up on that street, skipping a beat, having a great time, walking in the grace of God. Amen? Amen. Amen. You have a good time tonight? I had a good time tonight. Praise the Lord. Well, you guys be blessed, and we will see you guys on Sunday. Have a good night. Thanks for joining us for the message today. I trust it has been a blessing and a help to your life. You know, the most important thing we could ever do is to receive salvation, to receive eternal life. You know, Jesus died for our sins. He paid the price, and it's available to every single one of us. Would you like to pray today? Say it from your heart. Say it out loud. Dear God in heaven, I believe in you. I repent of my sins. I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. He suffered in my place. He died so I could live. He was raised from the dead 
and he's alive today. I receive him now as my savior. I confess Jesus is Lord. Listen, friend, if you prayed that prayer with me today, congratulations, you're in, you're saved, you're right with God. I would love to hear from you so we can send you some additional material to help you in your walk and relationship with God. Please text the word SAVED to 208-314-2660. Also, I'd like to invite you to join us for a live service this coming Sunday, and you are more than welcome to be here. Visit our website at lcboise.com for all of the current service times. Thanks again for joining us today. God bless you.